Welcome to the second episode of Tales That Made Us, the podcast that's about to be your favorite. And you are going on a journey with me, Kendi Lambert, to find out things that made me, things that made me grow, things that made me change, and also to hear about some of our featured guests and what they have, what they've been through that made them grow as well. Today, we're just going to talk about not being afraid to be alone. And I'm sure you're probably wondering why this title. But just wait a second and I'll be diving in straight away. So as I mentioned, the title of this episode is uh, Not Afraid to Be Alone. And you're probably wondering, what is this about? So as a person, um, or as a man, I've never been afraid to be on my own. Um, I think as much as I am not afraid to be on my own right now, my also one of my biggest fears that is a bit contrasting is also to die alone as an old man. Now, I'm going to tell you something. With every person that you meet in life, their history is part of them. Their history decides who they are. And if somebody's acting a certain way, you should always look back and find out what is this person's history? What made them who they are? What have they been through that got them where they are now? And don't get me wrong. When I say that your history builds you, or your history makes you who you are, it does not necessarily mean that you cannot fix yourself or you cannot remodel yourself and become a better person as time goes on. That is not what I'm saying at all because as a man, that is what I am going through right now. I've been working on myself for years now, trying to build that relationship and build that that idea that I need people. I cannot be a person on my own. No man is an island and therefore I need people. Growing up as a child, um, I was, um, I'm one of two kids of my parents and I have, I have a brother, my little brother be about close to 10 years difference. So think about it for the first 10 years or for the first nine and a half years, I was on my own as a kid. Um, I was the only child for a long time. And I know that some people have had, uh, been the only kids and all that stuff and they are perfectly fine with it. But, um, I struggled with it a little bit. Because I was quite small as a kid, um, my mom would not let me play with the, the other children randomly like that because they were constantly bullying me um, and other stuff. So I was, to avoid all that, I was like constantly on my own. And I was also constantly on my parents' neck to give me a sibling. Um, there was a, let me tell you a funny story. There was a, the concept where my mom told us that, um, told me that, to get a kid, we need to um, basically write a letter to the hospital so that they would give a kid. My, my aunties and my uncles work in the hospital. So every time we went past or we went by the, um, the Holy Family Hospital, which is in Breakup, I was constantly asking my aunties, when is my mom going to have a baby? When is she going to be able to bring that baby home? Surprisingly, I wanted a sister. I was um I was adamant that I wanted a sister. I remember my auntie asked me to write a letter and I wrote my letter asking them that I want a sister. Um so every time we went, it was still never happening. I kind of gave up. When I was about eight years old, we went to the hospital one day and my auntie was like, Oh, um Junior, I think you might be able to apply for it now because the babies are gonna be coming soon. So I wrote a letter for them. I asked them that I wanted a sister um and all that stuff and they said oh um in a few months time you should be able to have a sister um we agreed and everything it was perfectly fine 
but then my mom went and came back with her brother instead um i must be honest i was very 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 disappointed in my mom and my aunties for making me write all my letter state my my claim and also ask for a sister and they brought me a brother and guess what i had to keep it i had to keep him as it is i was like okay fine he's here so maybe some other time my mom can go and get me a sister i couldn't play with my brother because he was it was a baby and i was about nine and a half and getting to ten um my mom would not let me play with the other kids in the house where we lived as well because they were constantly bullying me so all i had was television Yes, it helped me a lot. I really learned how to speak very good English by watching Cartoon Network, um, all sort of stuff, uh, anim- um, Expedition to Animals Kingdom, um, all, all sort of programs that would you would watch between three and five whilst my mom would be preparing dinner. With time, I learned to be my own friend and I learned to spend time on my own without any issues at all. Now, as time went on, my my little brother grew up but by the time he grew up for us to be able to play i was i was going off to secondary school in ghana the secondary school system is where you go to a boarding school somewhere else altogether if you want to so i went off to boarding school at the age of about 14 and um, when i was leaving my brother was about three and a half or four by that time i had already come to the conclusion that i was too old to be playing with a four-year-old so uh, now nah, i wasn't going to be able to play with my brother um, growing up as well, the one person that I was really had a really close bond with was was my dad. My dad would come back from work and we would go for a walk and he would buy me some ice cream or something like that. Then, but my dad literally up and left when my brother arrived. So when about when I was ten, so I couldn't play with my brother who is a baby. And two, my dad that I used to look forward to at the end of the day to hang out with or talk to and stuff like that had also left. I was just left with my mom and my little brother. During my secondary school days, um, I made some very good friends, honestly. I made some people who had very good intentions, some others not so good intentions. Others were just like being friends with you because it was just for their beneficiary ideas. That's why they're friends with you. Um, but with time, by that time, I had already built that resistance that I'm probably going to be alone and I'm my own best friend. Honestly, in my entire life, I have never even given anybody that title that this is my best friend at all. Never. By the time I got to university, I was I was just a typical private loner where I know I was quite popular in university. I know people, but this is me where I know you to the point that you you would see me and talk to me and stuff like that. But then I don't remember your name because I didn't make the effort to keep your name in my head. And I don't remember anything else apart from our transactions or business that we're going to do or some studies that we're going to do. That's all. Although it's very, very good to be self-sufficient and be very comfortable in your own space and be your own best friend. In, in a way, throughout my adult life, I, I can admit that it has affected some of my relationships um, because there are situations where I probably the relationship might not work out and instead of me actually showing emotions and like showing that I'm so sad to be losing this person I'm like mm, it's fine let it go um, I get over situations really quickly when when my relationship with another human being doesn't work out I move on so quickly you would look you would think that you never mattered to me but privately 
I am soaking and crying and stuff, but on the outside, I look perfectly fine. I don't look like I was bothered at all because in all my life, I have been, I felt like I am on my own and I felt like I am alone and therefore I'm good enough to be alone. A recent example is when we had this um, pandemic and we had a lockdown and people were wailing and crying about not being able to see loved ones and not being able to go outside and not being able to do stuff. I wasn't faced by it because I was quite content on being on my own and just doing my own stuff. I think the only thing that affected me a little bit during that pandemic was that I, I had never experienced the idea of working from home and my internet was quite terrible. So it wasn't making me productive at work as, as, as I wanted to. That is the only downside to the whole lockdown that I had. That was just by the way. So today that I'm, I'm a grown up and I'm learning from all this stuff. I know for a fact that I I am self-sufficient and I like to be on my own and I don't have any sort of attachment issues and all that stuff. But the the one thing that I'm doing is I am learning to show a bit more emotions, learning to know, let people know that I actually value them and I care about them. And when they, when they are gone, I do miss them. Because in all honesty, the fact that I am self-sufficient and, and I love to be on my own and all that stuff, does not mean that I do not have any emotions or I don't miss people or I don't miss the idea of being with someone and, and, and all that stuff. No, I do. I do. I just can't. I just feel like I am okay on my own. But as I grow older, the more I, I get older and the more I'm learning about myself, the, the more that I'm learning to speak up and express myself and letting people know that I actually value them, miss them and I want to be with them. So the next time you deal with someone like me who likes to be on their own and they like they are okay on their own and they feel like they are very comfortable on their own, don't think that they they are just probably egotistic or or just um, not not showing any emotions. They probably deep down they are breaking down and they actually value you or, or miss you and and they want to be with you. Just encourage them, be patient with them a bit more. Just encourage them to express themselves a bit more. Just don't be harsh and don't constantly be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave if you do this because people like me do not do not do well with threats. The more you say, I'm gonna leave, if you say you're gonna leave, fine, you go. So don't don't go down that road. It won't help anybody. Just talk through and make them feel wanted because throughout their whole life, most of the time they have been they've had this idea of rejection and this idea that people always leave. And therefore, they want you to know, they want you to express that you are not going to leave. You are not, you are here to stay. And that's that tiny bit of reassurance is good for them. I'm sure you've learned a lot from this episode and you would have your own morals from it as well. So I'm going to end it here. If you have any questions about this episode and if you want to know more or if you want, if there's any part or any feedback that you want to give me, you can always find me on any social media platform as I am Kenny Lambert. And, um, I'll be happy to hear from you. I'm always open to responding to people um, as well. In the next episode, I'll be talking about my adoption and why I got adopted and how it went. So just stay tuned, stay with me on this journey and we will have fun and learn together. Thank you very much for listening.